Welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. This week's episode is pretty special because we're doing an any percent speed run in under 10 minutes. I think our previous record was just under 10 minutes, right, Dream? Yeah, something like that. I think it was for Lord of the Seas, Nicole. But yeah, t- this week is very dull content-wise, so we can get through it nice and quickly because we didn't have any ideas to spice it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll start with Noreen, the saddest of them all. Uh, yes, the saddest NVA in quite some time. I think ever, even, yeah, like, period. Yeah. There's nothing. Or at least relative to release time. Yeah, ba- basically, yeah. the only even, like, remotely competent thing she got is her shift LB, which has to stack to a max mod of 230. What and, is this? And to top it off, the her shift is four-turn duration, four-turn cooldown. I have a theory. I think that this unit was designed a year ago, but they kind of forgot to release it. Maybe. What's really sad about Noreen is that her Brave Ship Sprite is really cool. I love it. But here we are. The only, it's the only good thing about her. Yeah. Yep. So That's we move on to the next unit, I guess. The disappointing one. And we have the actual NVs of the week. Okay, so the leak cut is really weird because they if you look at her wiki page she can't equip any weapons other than a fist yeah both of these only get like their own tmr weapon types and it's even weirder when you go there to brave shift yeah the weirder thing is the brave shifts of these two can't equip any armors or tats and their stmrs are armors yeah, and Nalika, there's no way to equip her STMR. <laughs> yeah, like, Roos can at least use a Materia for his, but no, she Nalika just doesn't get it on her shift form at all. Okay, so if they fixed that, would she have been pretty good? Eh, still not really. Like, I mean, her sort of three damage options are the base LB, the shift LB, and her cooldown that has the 700 boosts in her base form, because... It has a much higher mod there from her STMR. Yeah, I think her mod, her STMR gives a mod boost of like 700 to her. Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah okay. It's, it's 1400 with just the kit, 2100 with the STMR. And without external LB buffs or like correct races for the shift one, it does seem to be her strongest option by a little bit, but it's still a bit underwhelming and is lightning locked and whatnot. External LB buff will make her base LB a little stronger, and you want it to use for buffs anyway. And then, against either stones or machines, her shift LB will then win, because that's all racial mods. Her armor is definitely the highest attack... Is it light armor? I think it's it's the highest attack light armor we have in the game. Yeah, yeah so hers is light heavy and both of them have 150 attack yeah and they're, they're they're the type of things where it's like i would be happy as a off banner like me yeah, and moderate, like, moderately happy just for the not STMR. a terrible pickup like i think ruler's gear is still gonna add more but it's an it's a secondary option i think right a and couple of even future, if go for a couple few a couple future things are coming with similar attack values and better secondary effects like i think Titus STMR that everyone's looking forward to has a similar attack value on it. 
Yeah. Um, both Nalika and Roos, I think, share a card that we could quickly talk about the card. It's a 140 attack card. Yeah. So for now, um, it's like it's the highest base attack of non-premium cards. It doesn't ask for it. That way for a while for GP. But the secondary abilities on it are garbage in compensation because it's just LB fill rate on all the levels. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Nalika's really weird. I feel like at a certain point they, they must have known that she couldn't she couldn't even equip her own STLR in her rate shift, but yeah, yeah I don't think they have I mean, I think, Yeah, I think the base form is probably the one that's supposed to use that cooldown ability. Yeah, yeah. I guess one thing that's worth noting, just like as a mechanics note, is that her base LB gives plus 180 mod to her shift LB, and that mod will apply, like those 90 on both components applies regardless of race. Oh, that's good to know. That That's... um. Remember when we got the first Dragon Quest banner, there was that like confusing patch note about racial mods and stuff. This is the sort of scenario that it seemed to have been talking about. Which means, I mean, it's good to be upfront, but at the same time, who the hell's going to use Nalika anyways? Yeah. If that. Apparently, right, there's one DV coming up that should have a mixed race machine and stone boss. And against both those races together, she will have a very high mod and hit her. But it's so. Oh, yes, and the stars align. Yeah. And then, yeah, single race, mediocre, no races, pretty bad. They're both CG units, right? Or is only Roos CG? Yeah. No, they, they both are. I sort of didn't really register that until recently. But, yep, they have CGs that you will probably never see unless you go watch them externally. Or on their banners. Some of the weirder things about these two is that in JP they were pretty big deals. As in, like their STMRs was pretty hype. Their card was well, not not as much, but like they themselves weren't premium, but also decent. Yeah, I think. Deals. Yeah, for a non-premium, they were a little bit of a step up. Step up at their time of release. And they weren't SLB. That's a big thing. Yeah, but then as we saw, sort of better versions of those things came shortly afterwards. Exactly. All right, we can talk about Roos quickly. Yeah, he's, he's a water damage dealer. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nelik is basically lightning locked, as most JP units are, and Roos is water. He's the slightly better of the two, I would say, because with his racial mods, again, does the base LB buffs the shift LB thing, but he can get a 381 mod against any race and 450 against machines so it's a bit less restrictive and stronger baseline but his damage with that is still kind of just fine it's nothing impressive he's probably our best water damage dealer but then again i think chizuru is non yeah you like, can just giving chizuru water is imbue esther or wilk and it'll probably do like as good or better exactly um, yeah, he's not the worst thing to pull off banners, but again, he's not exciting at all, so I don't yeah. know why anybody would be. So the this other thing that's really weird about this banner is that they stuck in the global exclusive materials and armor in there, in the step up. Yeah, I mean, I prefer it this way around than having the card on this one and the armory ticket on 
Chiz's banner. Yeah, I guess so. That would have been better. But yeah, I guess it, they wanted some kind of incentive on on here as a sort of token effort. Even then, I still wouldn't recommend anyone pull for it. So no. Pretty, here we are. I think about seven to eight minutes in. A saving week, <laughs> which is nice. I finally finished my Chizuru Pity, and was was rewarded with an extra copy on the very last. It was on the last unit of the last step. I got a second copy of her alongside okay. the new one. I got a Chizuru from the free sixty pull. I was so happy. I got a yeah. pause from mine. That's so hype. Yeah, I think that that accurately represents the sort of dichotomy of luck that goes on here. Exactly, exactly. And let's keep it this way. I like it. I'll agree to disagree. <laughs> well, I think I think we we finished our speed run. I think we're nine minutes in, so we, we may have to okay. better wrap equaled up our, to equal our record. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, hopefully yeah. next week is more interesting. Maybe it'll be bulkier or something. Hopefully. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>